This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Reb Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk was a student at Talmud of Reb Dov Ber, also known as the Magid of Mezrich, who eventually was the successor of the Helege Baal Shem Tov. And by the time Reb Mendel of Vitebsk was 10 years old, everyone had realized that he was a true prodigy because he knew the ins and outs of the Talmud. And the Magid was very fond of him and wanted to help him in his process of growing in Yiddishkeit and Judaism. In one Shabbos morning, the Magid of Mezrich opened the door of his study. And he saw, in the hallway, was this young man, Rabbi Menachem of Vitebsk, who was pacing around, learning Kamara, and feeling very excited about his learning. And the Rebbe said to him, Mendel, how many pages of Kamara did you learn today? And the young prodigy, he answered, Six, Rebbe, six pages of Kamara. And the Magid spoke as if he were thinking out loud, and he said, Well, let's see. If after six pages of Gemara, one is so excited that his hat falls over one ear, how many pages of Gemara would it take for his hat to fall off altogether? And the young prodigy, Reb Mendel, he realized the rebuke that he just received from his Rebbe, and all of his excitement disappeared, and he became very upset. And he went and knocked on the Rebbe's room, when the Magid opened the door, Mendel said to the Magid, Rebbe, please, you have to help me. What am I supposed to do? Hashem gave me such a great mind, and I get so excited over my learning that it's true I've had a big ego as a result of it. And what kind of chassid am I if I have an ego? And the Magid said to him, don't worry, my friend. We'll get help from my Rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov. Let's go there together, and hopefully he will give us both advice in what to do. And so they set out on a Tuesday for Mezhibuz and arrived on a Friday. Long before Shabbos started, the Magid went over to the Heli Gabal Shem Tov to receive his blessing of Shalom Aleichem. And the young prodigy, he took his time taking a bath, going to the mikveh, dressing in a very elegant and meticulous way, something that he retained the rest of his life. And the Baal Shem Tov, as always, was ready to receive the Heli Shabbos with the prayers of bringing in the Shabbos even many hours before Shabbos began. And even though he was ready for Shabbos to start, he kept his place in the Beit Midrash and waited two hours until Mendel had finished bathing and preparing himself for Shabbos. And then when Mendel showed up to the Baal Shem Tov Shul, the Baal Shem Tov didn't say a word to him. Not on Friday night, not on Shabbos morning, and not at the third meal. It was only after Shabbos had passed did the Baal Shem Tov speak to this young man, Mendel. The Baal Shem Tov had made Havdalah, and he sat down and lit his pipe. And he said, Mendel, come over here. I have a story for you. But the story that the Helege Baal Shem Tov told the young Reb Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk was not an ordinary story, because every part of the story contained hints to the events that would happen to Reb Mendel from the time he was born until his death many years later, where the Baal Shem Tov told him, he would die in Eretz Yisrael, in the Holy Land. 
And as the Baal Shem Tov was telling the story to Mendel, he wasn't there by himself. The Magid Mezich was there, and also Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Apolnoi was there. And just so you know, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef was the initial successor of the Baal Shem Tov after the Baal Shem Tov passed away, and only later did the Magid become the successor. But that's another story. So the Magid and Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, they asked one another, What did you understand from the story? And the Magid said that he understood everything, and Rabbi Yaakov Yosef said that he understood half. And the young man, Mendel, he said that he only understood the story up until that day. But what would happen in the future? He didn't understand at all. And after the Baal Shem Tov finished, he told the Magid that his student, Mendel, was actually very humble. And the Baal Shem Tov instructed him that from that point on, Reb Menachem Mendel was to always sign his name as Hashafel Be'emet, one who is truly humble and lowly. And the years passed, and Mendel grew up, and eventually, he became a Rebbe on his own. And every now and then, he would mention to the Magid, or Rebbe Yaakov Yosef, which parts of the story had happened already, and which parts that he still didn't understand. And once he said, when he was still in Vitebsk, he became so ill that he couldn't even speak. And the Hasidim were worried that he was going to pass away. They were davening and they were crying that Hashem saved their Rebbe. But he said to them, Have no fear. The Baal Shem Tov told me a story. When I was a young man, that one day I'm going to be in Eretz Yisrael, in the Holy Land. And so he knew that if he was still in Vitebsk and he hadn't reached the Holy Land yet, he wasn't going to die in Vitebsk. The Hasidim had nothing to worry about. And so it was. He had a refuah shlema. He had a full recovery. And he decided now it was time for him to set out for the Holy Land. And on the way, he decided to pass through Polnoye. And he stayed in an inn and lit his pipe, and took off his gartel, the belt which Hasidim wear when they daven, and sometimes when they do holy acts, to acknowledge the holiness of the occasion. And with his pipe, and without his gartel, he went to meet the great tzaddik, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef. And the local Hasidim that didn't know who Menachem Mendel Levitebsk was, although they'd heard of the great Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Levitebsk, People didn't know each other by their faces back then. There were no pictures. There were very few drawings or paintings. And so when somebody showed up, they could just fake who they were or not say anything. So the Hasidim are looking at Mendel. They're thinking, well, this is real chutzpah. You know, to show up to the Rebbe, smoking a pipe, not wearing your gartel, that's really disrespectful. And so they decided to go over to the visitor. They said to him, listen, whoever you are, we think you should know that it's in your own interest to know that our Rebbe, Rebbe Yaakov Yosef, probably will not like somebody showing up, smoking a pipe and not wearing a gartel. But Mendel, he just ignored them. And when he walked into Rebbe Yaakov Yosef's room, he was received very warmly, pipe and no gartel. And they started their conversation. And Rebbe Yaakov Yosef, the first thing he wants to know, he says to Rebbe Mendel, no. So where are you in the story that the Baal Shem Tov told you? Which part are you up till now? And Reb Menachem Mendel, he said, Ah, I'm sorry to say, I've already used up more than half of the story. Now Reb Yaakov Yosef wanted to know, Is there any hint in the story that you would be here visiting me right now? Reb Mendel said, Yeah, there is. That's exactly why I'm here right now. Because the Baal Shem Tov told me that I would be visiting you on my way to Eretz Yisrael. And they spoke for many hours, they shared Hasidic ideas, and then eventually, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, he walked Rabbi Mendel all the way back to the inn. 
even though Reb Mendel was much younger than Rabbi Yaakov Yosef. And the local Hasidim, who at first thought that Mendel would get kicked out of the room of their Rebbe, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, they see their Rebbe escorting this young chutzpadik guy back to the inn. And so some of the older Hasidim of Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, they went over to their Rebbe. And they said to him, how do you accept a visitor who treats you with such disrespect, Rebbe? He comes with a long pipe in his mouth, and he doesn't have on a gartel, and he even had silver shoelaces. What kind of chutzpah is that? And Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, he said, come, sit down, my friends. Let me tell you a short parable. Once upon a time, there was a king, and he had a precious, priceless gem. And he was always worried that thieves were going to discover his best hiding places. So what did he do? Where did he hide this priceless gem? He hid it in the one place where he knew no one would ever expect to find a treasure there. He hid it in the toilet. That's right. He put his most precious gem in a place where no one would ever look. And so it is with Reb Mendel. He is very humble and he's afraid that whatever expression he gives of his humility might be misinterpreted as not being true, not being sincere, and give strength to the evil energy in the world instead of to the good. And that's why he decided to conceal his humility in a place of filth. He walks around pretending like he's chutzpah so that people won't realize that he's actually truly humble. And that is the great gem that Hashem is hiding in this young man that I walked back to the inn, Reb Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk. And of course, after that visit to Reb Yaakov Yosef, Reb Menachem Mendel made his way to the Holy Land. It was after the death of the Magid Mezrich in 1777, Reb Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk, with his closest chassid, Reb Avraham Kalisker, and around 300 chassidim all moved to the Holy Land, settling in Svat in the north. And in 1783, the Ottomans forced them out of Svat and they moved to Tveria. They built a synagogue there in 1786, and it still stands there today, where on the 2nd of Iyar, 5548, or 1788, Rabbi Mendel passed away and was buried in Tveria, just like the Baal Shem Tov had told him when he was 10 years old. Here's one more short story for you. Reb Pinchas was very concerned the moment that he heard that his father was coming to stay for Shabbos in Kaminka. You see, Reb Pinchas had come to Kaminka because he heard that the Helege Baal Shem Tov was coming to spend Shabbos there and he wanted to ask for a special bracha. Reb Pinchas' father, on the other hand, he was a sworn misnagid and if he was coming for Shabbos, then he was probably going to do whatever he could to interrupt the Rebbe and make a mess of things. And so from the moment that his father showed up, Reb Pinchas was sitting on pins and needles. He was prepared to jump up and apologize for any embarrassment that his father caused. But to his surprise, his father kept quiet. During Shachit in the morning, his father even accepted a rebuke from the Baal Shem Tov, without any comment or any anger from his father. And Reb Pinchas thinking to himself, my father hates the Baal Shem Tov. It's just coming. It's just a matter of time. And at the third meal, Repinchas' father was invited to sit at the head of the table where the Baal Shem Tov sat. And you might have thought that that was an act of honor. 
But the truth is the Hasidim wanted to be able to keep a better eye on him in case he decided to disturb the Rebbe. But the whole time the Baal Shem Tov spoke, but Pinchas' father didn't say a word. And in the middle of the Baal Shem Tov's Dvar Torah, the Misnagid pushed his chair and got up and stared straight into the Baal Shem Tov's eyes. But he didn't say a word. And the Baal Shem Tov continued his drasha. And when he sat down, he gave the sign that Hasidim should start eating again. But then, all of a sudden, the Baal Shem Tov jumps up again. And he says, wait, wait, there's something I forgot to say. I have to add something to the drasha. A thought that I heard in Gan Eden in my name. And he gave over this Devar Torah that he had heard. When he finished, he sat down. And then the Mesnagid, Rabinchas' father, he also sat down. And all the tension in the room disappeared. That evening after Shabbos, Rapinchas' father explained to his son what happened. He said, I want you to know, I came here because I couldn't stand the Baal Shem Tov. I thought he was a heretic, and I knew that you became a follower of his. And I just came here to make a big mess. But last night, on Friday night, I had a dream. I dreamt that I was in Gan Eden, that I was in heaven, and I heard an angel saying a Torah in the name of the Baal Shem Tov. And the most amazing thing is when I woke up, I remembered word for word the Dvar Torah that was said in Gan Eden in the Baal Shem Tov's name. All day long I waited patiently. Even when the Baal Shem Tov rebuked me this morning, I didn't say a word. And at the third meal, I was waiting to hear it. And then finally the Baal Shem Tov said the Dvar Torah that I had heard in my dream that was said in heaven in his name. And at that point, my son, I understood that the Baal Shem Tov is the real thing. And even though it was hard for him, eventually, Repinchas' father also became a chassid of the Heidege Baal Shem Tov. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, my sweetest friends, as always. I want to thank one of the new contributors to the podcast, the Morvich family of Los Angeles, California. Thank you very much for your support. And to everybody who supports the podcast and everyone who listens, thank you so, so very much. It's really greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to become a supporter of this project, you can do so by going to my website, HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com, and you'll see there a link to become a supporter. You can give a monthly or a yearly contribution or a one-time payment, whatever is good for you, and everything is really, truly greatly appreciated. And if you haven't shared this podcast with your friends, please do that. And wherever you're listening, please leave a review. I love hearing from you. And thank you for listening.